Sayu who are from all kinds of different places. But like since I've been here as long as I have been, now I'm starting to like know more of the local people and stuff. So the phrase is townie. You can use the word townie. That's fine. Doesn't offend me. Doesn't offend <laughs> us. The townies. So sorry. Glad you're getting to know. We, Glad, we you actually know, you don't we, just get to know. Townies we call y'all carbonites. We call y'all carbonites. Do what? We call y'all carbonites. We call. I'll get get out of here. <laughs> All right. Where are you? Okay. So are you you because you you are you from from Chicago? Mm-hmm. Is that part of why you love the Chicago architecture? Or are you just like in general an architecture person? Um, it started with my love for Chicago architecture um, and just skyscrapers um, and like seeing New York on TV and stuff like a lot. I wanted to travel a lot more when I was younger, but I wasn't able to too much, you know. But now that I'm older, I've been going a lot more places and it's very it's just it's great for me to be able to photograph these different skylines and stuff. When did you start? Because I mean, you when it, when you first I won't say when we first met. I'll say when you first gave me your business card mm-hmm. <laughs> many years ago. Uh, <laughs> when um, I mean, it, were were you into photography then, or did you like just like have you more recently in the past couple of years really gotten into the photography side of things? I was always into photography. Like my mama used to get me. Um, those uh disposable cameras from Walgreens when they would develop them in store and stuff well they still develop film but not there I don't think but um every time I go on a field trip she would get me a a camera and I would use all the film on that camera during the course (laughs) of that field trip and I would be taking pictures of anything (laughs) that I could find uh, whether it be my classmates or um you know, when we would like go to the arboretum, I, I remember just like taking pictures of every leaf that I saw on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and this is an oak tree leaf, and this is a maple leaf. <laughs> so, you know, is that part? Is that been part of a part of an interest in Carbondale? Like, is just having the nature stuff. Um, I was, I was more into nature when I was younger than I am now. I do like photographing nature, but like, I'm, I want to get more into like, um, like the breathtaking nature, not, not like, like alligators and crocodiles type nature, but (laughs) like, you know, like National Geographic, like, I don't know, um, I, I don't like bugs, but I would photograph bugs (laughs) from a safe distance. Like, I feel like, you know, I could get a nice picture of like I would I would prefer to photograph like butterflies or something like that but like you know I know they'd be liking to see tarantulas and like lizards and stuff like that I don't mind taking pictures of stuff like that as long as you know I'm not in some sort of immediate danger or threat of being touched (laughs) you know you and me both I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a big animal person. I'm not a big, um, you know, any sort of creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that has, you know, creepy crawly legs and an exoskeleton. Kind of exoskeleton is really where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like my, no thanks, I'm good. Honestly, yeah. And I, I <laughs> like nature, but like I've never, I mean, I have been on camping trips before, but like I don't like to just be out in nature like I, I like to know that i'm gonna make it home to my bed <laughs> where there's no questions <laughs> about what's about to happen <laughs> i can control that <laughs> um no questions about what we're doing though because uh, it's on the screen right there there we go cool i don't always have my bearings about me in front of these cameras uh it's episode 35 of the wtf carbondale podcast where we inter- where we interview interesting people about their interesting lives and we tie it all back to this little old place we call home carbondale illinois and my guest this evening for this episode is calvin many weathers who Hi. didn't remember the uber ride where he gave me his business card many years ago <laughs> but i remember stuff like that so <laughs> well, in in my defense, I've given out quite a few business cards to quite oh, a few Uber drivers. Oh, you're telling me I'm not special, and that hurts my feelings, Calvin. <laughs> you're, of course, you're special, <laughs> but at that particular time, 
my god! I have so, purchased five hundred of those. I needed to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you have you ordered business cards since? I actually am planning to redesign them now that I have uh, my own website domain. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, just to give it a, a new look. I like um, to I like to rebrand myself every so often, even though, you know, I've done it like at least five times now. <laughs> <laughs> Never stop looking for the next person that you are. Mm-hmm. Just just go for it. No, every everything needs to be needs to be kept fresh. And if it's, you know, if it's a creative identity, right? You don't mm-hmm. expect the an actor to play the same role over and over and over. And over again, maybe, you know, three or four times over, but maybe not like, I don't know, 15 or 20 times. Yeah, because then they never live it down because like every time I see, um, I can't think of his name, but the guy that plays Harry Potter, he's just going to be Harry Potter. (laughs) That's it. No matter what he does. Even when he was in that scary movie, I was like, "Um, and where's your wand? (laughs) (laughs) This wouldn't be a problem if you had your wand, Harry. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, was, was school the thing that you, that you initially came to Carbondale for or? Yes. I, uh, graduated in 2013 from, uh, high school and I came to SIU because I was trying to get as far away from Chicago as I could. And stay in state. Yes. And stay in state. I love that part of the story. That's such, that's the line, man. I was trying, I was trying to get as far away from Chicago or as far away from neighbor naperville or kankakee or whatever it may be and be in <laughs> mm-hmm. yep um so i i went to siu for graphic design um for about a year <laughs> before i got on academic suspension nice. so did not go back <laughs> but those uh student loans wasted no time Letting me know that they were ready and available for my payment. So (laughs) I politely informed them um, that I would like to, (laughs) I don't know, defer it or something. Because I didn't have it at the time. And I still (laughs) don't have it. (laughs) Nobody has it. You don't don't have student loans. Nobody makes enough money to pay on student loans. That's not how student loans are supposed to work. Yeah. You're supposed to just die with uh, them on your shoulders. They keep calling me. I just be like, if God don't do it, it won't get done. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you have you stuck around because you like it or have you just kind of stuck around because you? Well, <laughs> Carbondale, um, the, originally I stayed here because I didn't feel like I wanted to go back home because after dropping out of school, it kind of felt like I was kind of backtracking because um, – before I left Chicago, my family had had the kind of assumption that I would not succeed out here, or at least in college, at least. Like I, well, you so know, you're here I, out of spite. You know, I was, I was, <laughs> in a way, yes. You know, <laughs> I'm not gonna even lie, but you know, I used to struggle in school here and there, like in high school. But you know, at the end of the day, I still graduated on time. But you know, I definitely had my setbacks, and so because of that, my procrastination and this and that, you know, um, they didn't think I was going to do well out here, which turns out <laughs> didn't do so hot. But <laughs> <laughs> but instead of me going back home and being like, you know, take care of me, which I knew it wasn't going to go that smooth anyway, because if I would have <laughs> went home, it would have been, first of all, it would have been right back as if I was still a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to get a job because he would have been trying to charge me. We're not even going to get into that. But, <laughs> but you know... Being out here, um, I made a lot of nice friends and um, a a support system that I built out here. Um, And I basically just started taking care of myself because I already knew that, you know, if I didn't start taking care of myself and, you know, getting it together, I would have had to either go home or, you know, end up begging, you know. And that's one thing about me. I don't like to ask for things. So if I can manage it and get it done by myself best believe it's gonna get done (laughs) one way or another well i mean this is this is a place where if you're a person like yourself that wants to stand out as as a as a visible creative person uh you know this is this is a small enough place that you can be seen get known and like turn that into 
something. Yeah. Right. And like, you don't just hand out the business cards for nothing. No. I mean, and it wasn't even something. It wasn't even just that. Like it was a, a lot of stuff I was doing during that time. Like I was shooting at uh, sticks when sticks was still open. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go there on the most popular nights if I wasn't at work. Um, I would go there and I would, you know, shoot pictures around the bar and I started getting connections with like the bartenders and uh, the guy who was the GM over there at the time. And um, it was, well, before they end up closing, I was actually supposed to like have like stuff up on their walls in, in there, but that ended up not happening. Because <laughs> they closed now. That's but. the place to start with anything, though. It's like just find a crowd and take pictures. Yeah, but I that up. definitely picked up a lot of momentum that way. People would would notice me because I had the camera, and then it it kind of became I became synonymous with the camera because then if I would turn around and go to the bar without the camera, people would be walking up to me, y'all. You don't have your camera today, and I'm just <laughs> like, oh well, I didn't really. <laughs> think to bring it i guess i don't know but <laughs> i mean sometimes i just want to party a little bit and then it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to have the camera there too because everybody got their drinks and they're you know bumping mm-hmm. back and forth and i've definitely got some drinks spilled on me and like my camera it didn't damage it you know but it very well could have yeah. you know but you gotta be out there with the, with the long arm and the, honestly and the you always gotta always gotta be ready picture. I always got to be ready or like I, I'll take it by the strap and I'll just have it on my side here kind of uh-huh. sort of so I can cradle it a little bit like a baby <laughs> and be like, all right, don't get too close now. <laughs> Me and my child. <laughs> but it's funny. Yeah. Now, the, the, um, yeah. No, this the, it's, it's been, it's been cool to, to see, yourself and like you you were really the the first person to like utilize the group to push pictures and then like more people started just coming along and now it's like there's been spin-offs and there's been all this other stuff and it's like you like you did that and i appreciate oh. you for doing that yeah i i was i was really excited about the the feedback that i've gotten from some of the photos that I've shared on yeah. on your page. And, um, you know, I just like to share things from uh, perspectives that people might not normally look at. You know, everybody can see the clock tower, but, you know, maybe you haven't seen it with a silhouette and the sunset behind it or something like that. <laughs> you know, maybe you haven't seen this view from the, the towers. You know, a lot of people haven't been in the dorms. And then there's possibly getting torn down at some point, so they're maybe many people who will never experience those views. So, you know, I want to make sure that at least anywhere that I live, best believe is going to be well documented. <laughs> so. And I think that's, that's just an important thing that we're now, we're now at a point where physical space has changed so rapidly. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you've seen old pictures of this town. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Old pictures of Chicago compared to Chicago now. Mm-hmm. Right. That Chicago skyline. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Oh. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy um, vintage um, photography, too, of like old old towns like this one like i i'll look through the pictures and be like okay well i can see how it was laid out this way or oh they this building used to be this or that and the third you know like even like you showing me this building like this the varsity center is just an amazing piece of historic architecture um and i like that they preserve these types of buildings um i mean carbondale they they've lost quite a few buildings. I wish that there was more, you know, more to the downtown area yeah. than what it is. But from for what it is, it's definitely very nice. Well, and that, that's the. It I I I, I read uh, occasionally from a from like a like an internet group called Strong Towns, and they they essentially just publish stuff about like hey how. How do you best develop, uh, you know, uh, all different sizes of municipalities mm-hmm. uh, in the United States? And, like, one of their big things is, you know, densely packed walking storefronts 
Like we've we've as a as a culture migrated to the mall for shopping in like the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and in doing so, we just we messed up how we manage the value of property in a place because it used to be all like, okay, so and so had this store and this store, mm-hmm. and then next to it was you know another small shop and so on and so forth. And you can see that in Carbondale, like with like the the way that the strip is set up, like you can look at the old pictures and see everything was like centralized probably around the strip. But now then they built that big shopping center whenever they built it. I'm sure it's, well, now it's old, but you know, everything <laughs> on that side of town was probably very popular when it first got here, the university mall and all that stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's the, um, it's been, it, it, it was the, it was the draw for, you know, however, you know, however, I mean, probably it, maybe 30 years. I mean, that was probably, I mean, not even 30 years. I think it would have been like early nineties, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if it had like the Sears building on it before the rest of the mall developed around it or, or what, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, and it's crazy like growing up and, and like hearing all the stories, you know, oh, who knows what this building and that building and whatever else is like mm-hmm. levels used to just be uh, an IGA. What's that? What's oh, a uh, grocery store. My bad. Oh, uh-huh. uh, so like I, IGA is like a like that was a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's what it started. That would make sense because of the layout of the building. Yeah, I, it's I mean, just a big grocery store. Or maybe it was a movie theater. Maybe Copper Dragon was a movie theater. I don't like all those buildings over there had been something at, at one point that is not what they are now. Yeah, I was really interested in in that cluster of buildings too because like by the old, um, I think it's what used to be Pick's liquor uh-huh. store. Yep. Like that whole section looks like it used to be like developed up kind of nicely when it was being utilized. And when pinch was over there, the original pinch store. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I remember the original pinch store when I first got to SIU in 2013, that we were still shopping there. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been right around. I think that at the time, cause they, they, they had, I'm pretty sure, they they had bought so but before then or would that would the would that building across the street have still said like you know SIU you know Saluki bookstore or something like that did it still have all the bookstore stuff on it uh across from by the towers uh, by by the towers um across from Pinchpenny pub um you talk, what, what are you talking about the sign the, there was a like right like so the building that it, <coughs> excuse me is now Pinchpenny liquors mm-hmm um, I don't. I thought that was a new construction. That building. No, it was. Um, it was. Uh, it was a bookstore at some point. I mean, it's relatively new construction. Like it for a, for a short period of time, or maybe maybe a, a, I wouldn't have wouldn't have been something I would have paid attention to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe for for a decade or so, um, it may have been a a bookstore, and then it closed down, and they and uh, they moved. Pinchpenny Liquors into that building. Mm. And that would have been, man, I don't know, five or six years ago. I'm real bad with time right now. <laughs> like it's, it's 2020 and time doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I remember them moving over there, but I, before that, I never paid attention to that building. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. The, um, do you, I mean, do you mostly stick to uh, just around here and, and traveling up to Chicago, I mean, do you? you I've, you were talking I've about traveled traveling? around around here. Um, I've been to, um, well, obviously all through Carbondale. I've been to Murfreesboro. I've traveled through there. Took pictures there. Um, I've been to Centralia. Took pictures in their downtown. They have a nice um, this one antique building that I think was built in 1902. Nice. That's been like really kept up very well, and like one of the rooms have like old like typewriters and stuff. Um, they're, they're a real, they're, they're like a pretty older town as well. Like they did, mm-hmm. they have like a theater and some other stuff as well. I, there, I don't remember seeing a theater. Okay. I didn't explore as thoroughly as I would have liked to, but as far as like the cluster of store fl- storefronts, mm-hmm. I was in that kind of area. Nice. Um, and then Macanda oh, yeah. with their four buildings, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that I, I enjoyed uh, walking that little section. I just thought the town was just so small, or at least, I don't. I'm sure there's more to it, but at least like their main attraction type of thing is like four buildings, 
And so it was nice to be able to walk around. And I guess they got a sculpture garden back there, so that was nice. Yeah. Did you did you did you shoot in the back garden? Yes, I did oh, take pictures cool. of the sculpture garden and there was um random loose cats that were walking <laughs> around and I took some pictures of them. Um have some nice eyes. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. I um I, I like to travel to the different small towns and stuff. Um but my main um my main thing is definitely cities. Like I've been to all the surrounding cities like um Memphis and St. Louis nice. and um uh, Nashville. Yeah. So how do you how do you approach it like when you go to a city? Do you have like a particular feel for how you get into like, shooting the, the city the itself? You just kinda, like, show well, anytime I go anywhere, and this might speak to my nerdy side a little bit, <laughs> but I always go either on Google Earth or I Google like the city itself uh-huh. and I just look at it just to see like, okay, so this is what it's going to look like when I'm pulling up to it. And um, like I find whatever building stands out to me. Usually I gravitate towards whatever the tallest building is. Uh Hopefully it's like an architectural masterpiece. Some buildings aren't (laughs) that spectacular, but you know, like for St. Louis, the gateway arch um, was always my favorite thing to see there. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because no matter what angle you look at it from, it always looks different. Um, And then like for Memphis, the pyramid stood out to me, even though it's not their tallest building. They have another tallest building, but a lot of their buildings in their downtown area are abandoned. Really? So they have these really tall, empty buildings, like at night, building just dark, no lights, nothing. And I don't know how that happens, but like they have like at least three buildings, like defining skyline buildings that are just empty. And if you look closely, they have like broken windows and stuff, like it's not kept up well. Def- um, like defining skyline buildings. That's a, that's quite a thing to to have just empty in a skyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nashville, uh, their AT&T building is like the one with these like prongs on it. It like stands out. It stood out to me. Um, so I don't know. I just, I any, anytime I go to a city, I just, I, I don't know. I just try to take as many pictures of that building whatever building that stands out to me and it just like you know different angles of the skyline um i like glass facades because they reflect well where's so. where does the like attraction to to light come from because i feel like you know as, as we were talking beforehand right your interest in in uh professional lighting and and um you know some some more of the show activity um kind of plays into the the photography interests that you've got like have you just always mm-hmm. i love who likes light? i love lights um when i was young um i used to have all kinds of different like novelty lights like i had one of those stop lights you know red yellow green and it would like flash mm-hmm. and i had a disco ball thing and a lava lamp i had two <laughs> lava lamps <laughs> my mom didn't let me have all that stuff on at the same time. Uh, <laughs> that an awful idea. I, I would cut it all on, but she was like, boy, do you know about this light bill? Okay. <laughs> and I had like this light up globe that like, if you touch the base of it, it would like, it had three different brightnesses. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, every night I would sleep with my little disco ball and my mom, she would come in and cut it off after like, after I went to sleep. So it wouldn't run up her light bill, but it would always be after I went to sleep. I don't know how she knew, but like, I don't know. I wake up, it'll be off. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so is that, is that part of kind of the, the interest in design as well? Do you, do you like design in, well, in light? Now, right? now I definitely do because what that graduated into, cause there was a, a long period of time after that, um, when uh, I didn't really have that many lights like during my teenage years and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but like since when I got out here and got situated and made it to where I got my own apartment it started (laughs) so very gradually like I just (laughs) I got it was a problem (laughs) yeah you know I just got me a nice little you know color changing led light bulb and it was kind of like a spotlight and I was like you know I've always wanted those led strips 
And so I started getting like LED strips. And then before I knew it, I had like six or seven sets of LED strips. Uh -huh. I had all these different floodlights that have all these different colors and remotes and stuff. I bought this really high tech disco ball <laughs> that like, it dances to the music and stuff. And the reason I bought some of this stuff, like I wanted to be able to like, if I go to somebody's like house party, I wanted to be the person that just randomly comes in with this really great light. And I just, with a trench coat and you're just like, yeah, you know, I just pop up and I got this <laughs> disco ball and I just plug it in and then the party gets to jump in. But the downside to that is I can't leave until the party is dead because if I unplug the light, Shame everybody's going to be mad at me. But it's my light. <laughs> me but and my it's light. Everybody else's party. You know, man. me and my light got a bedtime. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're so you're 25 now. Yes, I'll be 26 in January. Mm, yeah. So yeah, you got a bedtime now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I I Couple generally more years, you're gonna have achy bones. Oh man, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You it's, won't just have a bedtime. You'll have a wake-up time, too. It'll be about 5.15, and it's because you'll need to go to the bedroom. Right now, my wake-up time is about – my random wake-up time is around 8. <laughs> and then I always go, you know, um, I do my little morning routine, <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I go back to sleep, and uh, I wake up again around 12. Well, this is on a day that I don't have anything to do. I make uh -huh. wake up around 12 or 1 o'clock because I stay up until at least 2 or 3 o'clock, whether it's at work or if I'm online playing GTA. Have you always been the night shift? I was definitely night shift for a majority of my time at Wendy's. Um, <laughs> but since I've been promoted up, I have to work more flexible shifts, uh -huh. especially because I'm one of the few people there who actually have open availability or at least for for them, at yeah. least, you know, I still do my photography and graphic design on my spare time. And, mm -hmm. I, you know, I request off from work ahead of time oh, yeah. for those things. But, you know, basically, I'm definitely working there majority of my time. And um, I forgot where I was going with that. No, no, no. <laughs> where, you, where you were going to was, hey... I don't have any kids. I don't have a significant other. I don't have to worry about too much. I can just grind on the job and then go yeah, start basically. the business up on the other side. Yes. Take advantage of the time that you have and do everything that you mm -hmm. want to do, Calvin. Don't stop now. Yeah. So <laughs> I, right I, I, um, I, I definitely be working full hours over there, you know, <laughs> when I can. But, you know, when they were trying to have me as the GM, it was taking more time from what I wanted to do in my free oh, yeah. time because like I had people calling me, you know, my schedule is not right. That's not right. That's not right. And I'm mean, like, I understand all that stuff, but let me refer you to somebody who can help you with that because I'm not the GM no more. <laughs> <laughs> not my chair, not my problem, Calvin. So, uh, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I'm still very grateful for um, my job and, you know, I've been there for as long as I have been there, so I'm sure they're grateful for me too. Have you have you been there since since you got to Carbondale? Oh, no, I've had my moves, you okay. know. Uh, right. But I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. This is um, this job I've had for four years. That's pretty good. That, I mean, that's, yeah, because they they lot. definitely have a high turnover. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen them all come and go, but <laughs> top the from the top to the bottom, <laughs> management too. But you know. Um, you got some mean tweets about Wendy's and Carbondale. Calvin understands where that originated from. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've seen it all. But, you know, I, I've worked at uh, Little Caesars. I worked at McAllister's. Um, What's it like working across the street from those bum ass Popeye's chicken in the country? Well, honestly, we have a great relationship between okay, us because, well, I, I, I feel like they wouldn't necessarily think that because we'd be still in their employees. Like we've legit got at least four of their employees that have just came straight from there <laughs> to Wendy's. <laughs> but, you know, um, have you seen it like where it's been like front page of Reddit and it's like 
I just got this glove in my fried chicken from the Popeyes in Carbondale, Illinois. No, I have not seen that. Was that was like a thing, like a year and a half? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I know they have their issues, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I pride myself in when I go to a restaurant, they know who I am, right. and they're not gonna mess up my food. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why I really like Sam's Cafe because that I don't know his name, but he knows who I am. Right. <laughs> And when I go there, he, he definitely gets me right. But, you know. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. You got you to gotta know how to have that relationship. That's it. That matters. Somebody's making your food. Mm-hmm. Know those people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll be playing. And that's why a lot of people, I've, I've heard a lot of people tell me that they prefer to come to Wendy's when I'm working because they know I'm going to make sure they stuff right. <laughs> Not to take away from... The other people who work there, because they definitely Calvin, work hard. We're gonna we're gonna post this podcast. And you're gonna be in all sorts of trouble with all your coworkers. You go in there like, oh, Mister gets an order ride. Hmm, okay. <laughs> Look, we all we all work our our hardest. <laughs> you know, and if we met if we messed it up, we'll make it right. <laughs> No, I mean, and you. Uh, I, I mean, it's it is a. It, I would say it's probably the one of the busier fast food places. In it's like town. it never stops. It's <laughs> like I feel like we feed the entire Carbondale in the course of one business day because I, I just feel like I've seen everybody who possibly lives here in town. <laughs> just because it's definitely a block party at Wendy's. I, I okay. I have my, my car is trash. I'm a trashy person. My car is trash. The only reason. My house is even halfway kept up is because I have a significant other who doesn't abide by my awful <laughs> standard of living. Um, and so what like so I'll drive through shamefully just all the fast food wrappers from the day before and the week before and the month before. I'm one of those people. <laughs> like There's the definitely been scene. times where people have come through the drive through and like I'll s- I won't know if I gave them their food or they if they got their food or not because they have something in there that was already theirs. I'd be like, they'd be like, my drink. I'd be like, ain't that your, your drink right there, your cup holder? <laughs> Didn't I already give you your drink? No, that's 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 uh, that's Saturday's that's Saturday's soda from Wendy's. I'm sorry, yeah, this empty. Can I please this have empty. my drink? <laughs> oh, that's empty. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is it? And and it is a. I mean, it's it's a much different setting in terms of having having a uh, you know restaurant that's that's got more walking traffic right by and through it on the main drag. Like, you know, it's the difference between being being next to the a, a single one way three lane street and like you know off to the side next to Walmart and mm-hmm. you know six lane thirteen and whatever else. So like. Mm. It affords a little bit more of like interesting interactions, I imagine. Yeah, we're like right in the middle of town, so we got people coming from the east side, people coming from campus, and <laughs> driving just through Carbondale on their way to Marion or whatever. But yeah, uh, well, we've definitely got a lot of travelers, like the one person with the big U-Haul that tore the awning off the building. Do what? Shout out to that guy. Shout out. To but um, <laughs> when was this? This was well. Anybody who ever went through Wendy's probably within the past few months might have noticed that we used to have a big red awning over the drive-through window, and it no was longer. it was like first it got crunched up, like it just looked like it had been just bent up, and because somebody hit it with a U-Haul truck, and it was yeah, it was probably like a month or two ago, so we just had to take it off the building because it just didn't. It was going to keep, first of all, I think it got hit twice. And the <laughs> second time, it got way worse bent. It, it was bent up a little bit, but it got way worse the second time. So we just had to take it off because <laughs> it was just going to be hanging in front of the window. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not, how do you make it past that first bubble that says like maximum height, six foot? Well, whatever. see, they already, they tore that up too. Because it, it's at the end of the drive through and they didn't tore off the sign that says the clearance level. It's just the pole there now. But the pole is bent all the way this way because whoever hit it must have, you know, it was, well, uh, my car is taller. I guess that's just too bad. 
I still I mean, need I, my I, food. Like they think that U-Haul is not going to notice when they drop it back off. And they didn't even. I watched the security footage because I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't there when it happened, but I was very curious. <laughs> and be. they really acted like it wasn't even them. Like I saw them like hit the thing, and they they like reacted, and then they took back the reaction so that you know they were right at the window and we're in the window looking at them like you just hit the building and they're just like what we hit the building you didn't feel your vehicle suddenly shake did they just drive (laughs) and they just drove off yeah they ended up leaving i I don't know i don't think they took their information or anything like that (laughs) but i don't know (laughs) i I got you you're being a chicago person you will appreciate this i got I was helping friends move back from Chicago in early October. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got rear-ended on the Dan Ryan, mm. headed back to Carbondale. I would have been doing like 40-ish, 45, whatever. Like, traffic was slowing down. I'm about to say, that's generous because they beat <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Traffic, like, like, we were getting <laughs> to that point in that Seven. time on the Dan Ryan mm. where, like, everybody's not driving real fast, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we've, all, we've all hit our clog point. Like, everybody's now just stuck, and we're all going to drive 10 miles an hour until we're all driving 85 miles an hour again mm-hmm. uh, here momentarily. So this, this dude rear-ends me on the Dan Ryan. Wow. He would have been going normal Dan Ryan speed and somehow managed to drive off, like totaled the car that I was driving. He's in like a in like a Chevy Silverado 1500, you know, not a not a massive truck, but not a little truck. And he just bumps off of me, busts his stuff up, keeps driving. We got a picture of this person's license plate mm-hmm. and stuff, and nobody could find this license plate in any system. It was out of Indiana, and there was just nothing. Wow, it just disappeared. Point huh? being, like you you you've probably spent enough time with Dan Ryan to know that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and yeah, especially as of as of lately, the guy with the horse going down the Dan Ryan. And all yeah, that stuff. what? There was a story, maybe like, oh, it's maybe like three or four months back now. But there was a guy who has a horse, and he was protesting. It was during all the protests, like the Black okay. Lives Matter protests, and um, but he went on the expressway with the horse, and he had like gathered a motorcycle club. And these guys on motorcycles were like trailing behind the the horse person, but obviously the horse wasn't gonna go that fast. Yeah. So literally the whole city <laughs> is behind the motorcycle, the motorcade. I guess it's basically a motorcade. But you know, <laughs> so I, I just know they were upset because they were way out by like I don't know sixty third, going inbound towards downtown. So there's just. I could just imagine the frustration. You just got the helicopter, just like, oh. <laughs> and then the police there, they were they were trying to get onto the, well, they were trying to get them to get off the expressway by like you know driving next to them and like pushing them towards the exit. But don't police have their own horse people? What the heck, man? No, they weren't putting. Okay, they I, they I didn't see no other horses but that one horse. I guess <laughs> they probably didn't want it to get confused. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but they definitely had state troopers out there. <laughs> But I, I think it's, that he it's was so on funny, there like the difference the between like Northern Illinois state troopers and like Southern Illinois state troopers, because mm. the entire the entirety of like folks that they engage with, like state troopers are going into far flung, like wherever middle of nowhere places in Southern Illinois. And in Chicago, it's just like, all right, we're on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's basically it up there, because like Chicago police will handle everything else. <laughs> what What is it like being able to? I mean, I assume you you can navigate Chicago pretty well. Oh, I know it like the back of my hand. Ain't what no is it lost. like being? So I, I've always been envious of folks who understand how to navigate a a large urban area. Because they've grown up there and they and they get it. What what is it like being so in tune with the navigation of your city? It's great, honestly, because I, for one, I don't. 
another thing that's kind of nerdy about me it's i i enjoy giving people directions if i can like <laughs> people be asking me like do you know as a matter of fact i do <laughs> i do <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> so you know um as far as chicago like i made it my business to know the city like i wasn't really allowed to do a whole lot as a you know, teenager, you know, Chicago has a lot of, you know, bad avenues. Mm -hmm. And I was um, significantly easily influenced <laughs> by uh, <laughs> less than favorable um, activities. Um, so uh, to combat that, my uh, people um, told me I was supposed to go to school and I was supposed to come home. And that's that. And then, you know, every so often, you know, I would go hang out with my friends. But we would go downtown. We would go, like, to the library or this uh -huh. and that. But other than that, if it was just me, I would get on the train and I would ride the rails. I won't be going anywhere. I just get on the train and I would just ride. Because you can hop on, on and off any train once you're in the system. Uh -huh. You just got to know where to transfer at. But, you know, I, I, I've been to every station on the CTA and I ride to the end of the rails just to see what's what's over there. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't be knowing what's out there, but you know, it's nice to be able to see all the different neighborhoods because you can, you know, just the people getting on and getting off and you'd be like, okay, well now I'm in, now I'm in Boys Town. So here's all these gay people, they're getting on and getting off. And now I'm in Chinatown. Oh, here's all these Chinese people getting on and getting off and stuff, you know? So it's nice to see like, you can go through all the different, you know, moods and, you know, ethnicities and what what have you and um i also enjoy seeing chicago like the skyline itself from the different sides of town because uh -huh. every um every side of the city gives it a different angle you know and uh the sears tower because we do not call it the willis tower <laughs> um is always going to be my favorite building just because if you're in Chicago that's one way that you can always know which way you're going because nine times out of ten the Sears Tower is going to be either um, south of you north of you or east of you so because the, the rest of it is Lake Michigan so <laughs> yeah you can't you can't mess up if you looking trying to figure out which direction you're going by looking at the the Sears Tower is, is the Sears Towers uh, is the Sears Tower a is it is it offices apartments like what is the the Sears Tower is mainly offices um, well actually yeah it's all offices they do have um, restaurants and stuff and like different lounges and probably workout centers but it's all a mixture of different companies originally obviously it was Sears yeah. but they didn't have the uh, the means to fill the skyscraper with their own company as they thought they did. Yeah. They wanted the biggest building in the world, but they weren't able to fulfill said building. Yeah. And so they couldn't afford to keep it. So then it, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean we call it the Willis tower. Right. Honestly. Yeah. You know, but I, it, in my opinion, I've always felt that the Sears tower was probably one of their downfalls for the mm -hmm. Sears company, but that's a whole different conversation. But um. <laughs> give me some retail analysis. I'm all ears. You, t I, I tell you what, I, I, I watched, um, I watched. I, I, I think I read. Maybe I looked at pictures of. I don't, I don't know where this information comes from, but it comes. Uh, I've, I've, I've consumed it in the past three weeks about an older Sears building that like took up an entire block in Chicago. That actually is where my house is. Where my house is is called Homan Square and it's on the west side of Chicago near um, Homan and um, Arthington. And um, that whole area used to, well there's still, some of the buildings are still there, um, but it was a huge complex um, for the original Sears, Roebuck and Co. company. And um, the merchandise building um, was the biggest building there, and it had a tower on the front end of it that's only 14 stories tall, mm -hmm. which is by all means the original Sears Tower. And so they tore down the footprint building and left the tower. Mm -hmm. So the tower is still there, and um, some of the other adjacent buildings are there, like the printer's building had got converted into a high school. Um, there's a catalog building that could, got converted into something with the the chicago police i think they do um 
you know, when you get arrested and your stuff get taken from you mm-hmm. and you want to get your stuff back, you go to that building. <laughs> so then um, then the other building on the other side, the administration building, they were using that for the headquarters of the Sears company, but then they turned it into where they would manage the offices for the home and square community, which is what took over that section of land. They built a whole bunch of houses, mine included. <laughs> and um, right around the beginning of the year 2000, I think is when majority of that stuff was building, getting built, I, I think. I could be wrong on that, but... Um, wow, so it's not like old, old... The buildings themselves are old. Okay. The 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 Sears buildings are, um, I believe the the cornerstone said 1905, somewhere oh, wow. between okay. 1905 and 1912. I could be wrong, but I know it's way at the beginning of the 1900s. <laughs> and so yeah, they're definitely old, and you can tell by the the brickwork and the architecture that they are older buildings. And there are some that are still abandoned. The tower itself, it stood abandoned for quite some time. In Chicago, they do um, Open House Chicago, which is a, a like a touristy thing that happens every year. It's free. And you can go around to different parts of the city and explore buildings that aren't normally open to the public for, for free. And so um, right before they started redeveloping the more abandoned buildings because they had already built the houses around it but the tower has always been there just empty but they built all the houses and everything there's a new community center over there um but um i got to go in there before they renovated the tower because so that's where i was leading to that they recently renovated the original sears tower to be a vertical community center where they have like different things on every floor mm-hmm. related to the city and it's like um a lot of them are probably like nonprofit organizations or something. I don't know, but um, I've seen it before they converted it. And now that they have converted it, it it looks really cool because they they maintained a lot of the original feel of the building. Uh-huh. And then on the very top floor, they have like this really big like room. It's like an observation deck kind of sorta because they have these huge uh, bay windows kind of sorta, and like you can see every because since it's like one of the tallest buildings on that side of town outside of downtown mm-hmm. you can see the whole west side and you can see the whole skyline of the city and then you, when you look in the other way you can see like all the way out to like oak brook and all that stuff you can see all the 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 parks like um Sox Field and like the bull stadium usa or that's the United Center. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> I'm not going to know any different. Somebody somebody out there might, but I'm not going to. So you're, you're safe. You're safe with me. <laughs> but yeah. So but yeah. Gro- would growing up in, in immediate proximity to this type of space, like yeah, has, was, has it, that been one of the things that's really had the most profound impact on Honestly, you? yes, because every time I would go past it, I would even like – living because I live literally right down the street from the tower that I'm talking about so uh-huh. if I w- like went outside I could just always go and look at it and it still has like the name Sears Roebuck and Co up there at the top of the tower so you can like you know see its significance and um on the far end of my block you can line up the old Sears Tower with the new Sears Tower which is way off in the distance but mm-hmm. there's this really iconic photo because um, there's actually a um, historical book that's been published about the Sears um, headquarters that used mm-hmm. to be there, and it shows you all the old pictures. Um, and, and a lot of the land has been preserved too, um, but it's, that's one of the nicest pictures that I've ever seen. Is like just like the contrast in history. Um, but you know how they were the biggest company in the world, um, and well now they're not so big, <laughs> but you know. Things will ebb and flow. Amazon will cease to be at some point in time in the next 150 years, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just things. Things transition. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I. It's. You know, it's it's the balance of what what do we keep and what do we let go. Um, you know, as as human beings, you know, what role does media play in that? You know, what do we feel allowed to let go because we document it, mm-hmm. because we can share a story, even if we can't share a physical space? 
and like is the change in that physical space with the media attached to it to document its its you know previous arrangements the uh you know way in which we allow for you know future development of of identity and 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 mm-hmm. self for you know future generations i you know i it's just it's it's a really complex uh you know component of our identities uh you know architecture tied to place tied to the the people in that place mm-hmm. yep and it's really nice to like when when people well they did do like a news story on those buildings and stuff when they were converting it and like when they posted it like the comments under it you would see like people who were like who are older now but who are younger and who remember like when it used to be actually being used and you know just remembering that part of history um i like stuff like that and like as far as carbondale i mean when i first got to carbondale from chicago um i wasn't very impressed because coming from a big city to such a, a yeah, small there's, area there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, but needless no, to no say factor. even the, though i was in that big city uh when i got here is when i felt the most free you know to like explore and do whatever i want because i mean at this point i was grown more yeah. so than i was in the city so i didn't really get to experience a lot of that stuff you know up there anyway so um i used to like to go to calvin i feel awful i you have blurred out i don't know how long this has been i saw that but i'm gonna gonna come press that button real quick okay sorry what a silly thing to is this is gonna be edited out Probably because I leaned forward or something. Do Probably because I leaned forward. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, that's better. My bad. Where where were we at before I was like, we got to focus. Ah, so much better. So much better. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, Carbondale, Carbondale not being not being much, especially oh. compared to coming from literally the, the country's third largest city. Yeah, you're right about that. Which is crazy to think that Chicago is just in Illinois. Like, it's wild to me to like yeah. live down here and just be like, yeah, we're really connected to Chicago like that. Yeah, because it's definitely two different areas like you could definitely see the contrast from the top of the state to the bottom of the state because everything about the top of the state is chicago (laughs) they don't even really acknowledge and anybody who's from up there they just say they're from chicago but it might also you're from evanston let's be real bro (laughs) (laughs) chicago right i'm sorry naperville's like not chicago bro right Mm -hmm. aurora But, um, yeah, down, down here, um, I don't know it, it, since I've been here as long as I have, it's definitely grown on me a lot more and, um, it's a lot more affordable. That's for sure. As far as the, um, housing aspect, cause who, I don't know if I'd be able to afford my current living situation in the city (laughs) if it was, if it was in the city. Or at least it would probably be placed in an area of the city that's less than favorable to right. match the price range. <laughs> but, you know. Well, and then and then access. I mean, if you were up in Chicago, you'd have access to, like, you know, whatever the cities are up north. True. Uh, you know. But if I had my way, I would be living in a skyscraper overlooking the lake on this side. And on this side, it would be overlooking the skyline. And I would have a balcony. Very important. <laughs> Probably Marina City. I don't. You probably don't know what, what that is, but they're the corn no cob, idea. the corn cob buildings in Chicago. No, no, yeah, I got. Okay, I got well, nothing. explain to me. I, I will be glad to listen, but I will have 
zero context initially because <laughs> I'm not a. Well, they're they're basically these two twin um, complexes along the Chicago River, uh-huh. and uh, they are circular, and the root the apartments are pie shaped because of like the way that the building is laid out, and the parking garage is a part of the building, like the the whole not maybe not not half the building but like a good chunk of the bottom portion of the building is like just a spiral parking garage and you can just see the cars and then the rest of it is the building and everybody has a, a balcony and they be putting lights on their balcony you can see like yeah you know i'm gonna show out that shit scares me i could to have a balcony that high up and it's yeah, like I you think just it's have at least like maybe 40 rail. stories or something do what i think i was trying to i think it might be at least like 40 stories tall the building um, it, I want to be very high up. Yes. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's just, <laughs> no, no terrifying, no nothing. Nope. You just love it. Nope. I uh, last year I um, did a helicopter tour of Chicago, <laughs> and that's where I, that's where I really knew that for a fact that photography was my niche. Yeah. Because of the 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 photos that I took during my helicopter tour. Um, do, you, do you do you try and list any of your photographs for sale? Um, right like, now, I don't have anything posted online for sale. During that time last year, I I had an art show in Chicago where I printed off like I don't know nine of my images and framed them all mm-hmm. and took them to the art show. And um, I had some that were framed, but I also had a whole bunch of just printed images. Um, to sell by themselves. So I, I I had typed out this whole thing. I had, yeah, I had a lot of stuff. I had magnets. I had little small printout pictures. I had the big size pictures. And then I had the framed pictures. But have you have you ever thought about like licensing your pictures for, for use? Like through, you know, uh, you know mm. actual cr- like brokers of some sort. I'll, I'll have to get I you thought about it. up. Do what? I've thought about it. I just didn't know how to really get involved I, I got, with that I got, portion. I got, I got, of it. We're, we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna hook you up with two two people after this in the very least. One to like get you more exposure when things get back to haha exposure while we're in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. Once once we're through the pandemic, getting you uh, you know some some access to you know get to work with lights and and some of this stuff um more and and like learn it but but also i think another buddy of mine would be super apt to show you how to take your high quality professional photography and turn it into you know maybe three or four hundred dollars a month in stock photo purchases definitely put me in touch with that person (laughs) (laughs) because we need we need that kind of income yeah so (laughs) we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep making these connections that's that's how that works yeah this is good no i mean this is it's just cool I'm glad, I'm glad that you've kind of settled yourself in that. Like you've, you've made, I mean, you've made it through your early twenties in Carbondale. Yeah. I'd say that I've done a pretty good job for myself. You know, they, they <laughs> might not have thought that I would have done well in, in college, but I definitely, I aced the real world. I got my, my graduation stripes a different way. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So I mean that that's and that's how this world works now. Like, and I still just, got a little taste of college, so I can say I went to college. I might not have graduated, but you mm-hmm. know, I still, you know, <laughs> you, I you tell you tell them you had the college yeah. experience, right? You know, the full co- college experience. <laughs> I went to school, but I didn't have to go to class. You know what I'm saying? Right? You know, I might have popped in. Hey, teach, how you doing? You know, <laughs> popped right back out. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm telling you, grow, growing up in in Carbondale, you know, I. I was having the college experience at age 14, 15, right? And, yeah. and that's and that's like most of the people that I know. Yeah. Like we like everything I, I don't here know what is it's like around anymore with kids these days. I don't, you. Uh, you know, fifteen years ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. for, for me it was it was uh, you know there was there was early exposure for for a lot of uh, for a lot of young folks. And everybody had like an older sibling or cousin or something that was just older enough to like connect people within like, Oh man, cool. You're 15, 16, trying to get in with 18 and 19 year old college crowd kids right. who are themselves trying to get in with 21 to 23 year old <laughs> kids who are themselves just hoping to not turn 27 anytime soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, uh, probably a better, probably a better 
better worthwhile growing up in Chicago, getting, getting a little bit more exposure. I'm actually, I, I'm actually happy that I that I came to Carbondale. I, you know, originally coming to Carbondale just off the pretenses of just wanting to get away from home and yeah. you know stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, it was just crazy for me seeing some of my the friends that I had made and they were talking about, I'm homesick, I'm homesick. And I'm just like, I've been there for about 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to see what else the world has right. to offer for me. But um, at the same time, you know, I uh, I still understand where they're coming from, I guess. But, you know, I guess I just didn't have that type of experience but like i i just i'm i'm happy that i came to carbondale um and found my way here versus you know running back to chicago you know i found my roots and um you know i started to flourish a little bit so you know i am definitely hoping for more prosperity in the coming future i i want to eventually make my way out of illinois um, but I, I feel like that would be my next step, but I don't know like how soon that would even be. <laughs> it's just something that I'm thinking about, but easier to prepare yourself here than it is to prepare yourself elsewhere with more pressure. And that's for sure. So, <laughs> you know, I, I did, I do enjoy Carbondale for that aspect too, because I feel like it's a nice place to plan, to plan next move. But it also could be a place that kind of sucks you in a little bit because I've known a lot of people who have like left and came back or people my, like myself who just haven't left. They got here and just end up staying for like an That's extended period of time. the easy thing about Carbondale is you can go do whatever and you can always come back. Mm -hmm. And it's generally going to be a pretty soft landing in Carbondale. Mm -hmm. Not too much has changed. Right. And like, <laughs> they're like you're going to be able to come back you. and like get a job around what you were making, living in a place that costs around what you were paying, mm -hmm. you know, eating food that's kind of like what you've been eating. <laughs> Debatable. Right? Like, like getting by, <laughs> okay. Whereas, like, there's not that that soft, like, you, you don't just, you don't just leave L.A. and then move back to L.A. because something didn't work out somewhere else, right? Yeah. Like, you either make it or you don't in the in in the big city space like that, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, in Chicago, I'm sure it's a bit softer landing than like a New Yorker in L.A. Yeah, I've known a lot of people who left Chicago and end up coming back to Chicago. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like if I was to like go to Los Angeles or something, I would have to have it made, planned out for sure type thing because I don't feel like Los Angeles is the type of place that you want to end up not sure about what you finna do next. Oh, no. <laughs> Make it or don't, but don't but don't just hope. <laughs> New York too. I mean, I I'm, I feel like New York probably would be a little bit more um, navigatable. Is that a word? Navig yeah, na navigable. I, I don't know if that's the... If that's Something. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We're, we're, we're <laughs> but I feel like New York is probably a place that you could probably figure out depending on, you know, what your um, talents are, you know. I feel uh, like New York needs alleyways. I have a friend who's a You don't comedian. have alleyways? And by friend, I mean somebody who's open mic I've performed at several times in Chicago and, like, know a little bit and, and, and what have you. But she's a, she's a phenomenal comedian, and she, like, what, she talks about the difference between Chicago and in New York, and it's like I like Chicago because of alleyways. So and they don't have like, alleyways in New York, huh? She's saying they don't have alleyways. They don't in New York? Have, no, because they don't have alleyways in New York. You know what they do with their trash in New York? They put it on the curb, man. Like they just set it out on the street, and like the garbage people just drive. That's why the place. Yeah, man, that's not. I had no idea about that. I would have thought that they would have had alleyways. They look like. A place to have alleyways. No, not not like Chicago has alleyways, right? Oh, not yeah, because like... Chicago deep with the alleyways. So right. Chicago should have been the original Gotham City. But <laughs> I think that was New York, though. But they didn't have... Then I, this is news to me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, there's no... There's no good... I, I mean, I'm sure they have alleys, right? But it's not like... In Chicago, oh, where yeah, everybody gets an alley. Yeah, they really do, though. <laughs> we, we, we love a good alley in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, like, her thing, right? The joke is, like, no, no, there's so many things 
that you can just enjoy in an alleyway. So many awful things, but so many amazing things. Yeah, like, I was definitely part of the the alley kids the that played in the block. We, somebody would put up a basketball hoop, and we would just be hanging out in the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't play basketball, but I would hang out there because, you know, the the other people, the the popular people were there. You know, I always fit in a little bit. <laughs> but uh, now this is uh, this is good, Calvin. I uh, a really really fun fun episode for episode thirty five. Um, you know, it's it's always cool when you get to explore what somebody's muse is and like you know just through conversation stumble upon you know, what, what has really seen somebody's character mm-hmm. develop. And uh, Calvin's one of those folks that now, just like we talked about, uh, he's tethered to Carbondale. And no matter where he goes, he's always going to have Carbondale to come back to. Um, just like you always have this podcast to come back to. Ooh, shameless plug. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening. Wait, no, have a good one, whatever that one may be. <laughs>